Welcome to Techler Talks 8, everybody. Um, we are going to mainly talk about, at least start with the talking about the Linus Tech Tips channel hack on YouTube. Why don't we just start with that? So how did you hear about this? Yeah, uh, I saw it in, it was on Matrix, in the, the new oil chat room. <laughs> okay. People were posting about it, screenshots of, of the channel. For people who are, I guess if you're on YouTube, I consider this living almost under a rock for YouTube standards. Who is Linus Tech Tips? Uh, Linus Tech Tips is a, is a YouTube channel with like 15 million subscribers, I think they're at now. Or almost, anyways. Um, and they're, they're a network of channels, so a couple of their channels were, were affected. Basically what happened is this morning, uh, probably around like 6 or 7 a.m. Canadian time where they are, I, their channel was replaced with like Tesla branding and then a cryptocurrency video was uploaded to it. Um, so kind of a classic youtube scam um that has been happening a couple times but i am not sure if that's happened to anyone as high profile as Linus tech tips before yeah i think the closest similar attack that i've seen was some i i guess this is where it's debated because even when you look up top youtubers there's a whole debate of whether or not mus music channels count towards that but sure. this did happen to several people um, who were artists on YouTube, big artists, like some of the top artists on YouTube via their Vivo, like YouTube Vivo. I think they have, Oh yeah. Internally, I think artists have YouTube Vivo still or something like that. I, I don't know how that works, but essentially some artist channels were taken over and it was replaced with similar crypto Tesla crap. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's the only thing that's comparable to this, but this isn't the first time before we talk about the attack. And this one and our thoughts on it. This isn't the first time Linus Tech Tips has been hacked. The last time it happened, their account was taken over. Very similar to, um, this happened to a few different channels, a few big channels. Um, this is when they were quite a bit smaller. I think at least three or four years ago at this point. But they were uh, sim swapped. So their YouTube oh. channel was taken over via sim swap attack. I think that one, they just uploaded some content, if I'm not mistaken. I think they actually took over their Twitter I don't know if it was a YouTube takeover, but I know for a fact their Twitter was hacked because of a Simpsons attack. Yeah, uh, sounds sounds plausible. I uh, I know that they've Linus has also doxed his own personal information. I think more than a couple of times. I think once he posted a picture of his credit card information <laughs> on Twitter or something like that, um, and. I know he's been more careful about that lately because if you watch any of the videos at his new house, he's blurring all of like the windows because people can use just that limited information about what's outside to track you down. Right. And honestly, like if you're, it's tough when you're someone who's that large because I have read online that people who are neighbors to Linus kind of mm -hmm. casually tout that they're neighbors to Linus online. <laughs> And so no matter how careful Linus is, if he's living around other people and they're not doing a great job and they say online that they're neighbors of his, it's still a very tough situation to navigate. Let's go through the basic facts of the hack then. So you gave the time. You gave, it seems like a majority of their main channels were impacted. Navigate I know their main channel was affected. Um, TechQuickie was affected. Short Circuit was not. That's their biggest one that wasn't. Um... I always forget how many channels they have. They keep they keep making new channels. I'm like, I can't keep track of them. I did see there was a PSA that they said that they were in communication with Google about how the attack happened. And as of right now, the account is locked down. I did see that they've been posting 
jokes about it on Twitter, so it doesn't seem like their Linus is super outwardly concerned. I think uh, it's a pretty safe bet that they're getting the channels back. I would say. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I, I wish they weren't joking about it. Yeah. So as of right now, if you type LTT into YouTube, it's just not there. Mm -hmm. Which is wild. Yeah, none um, of their videos are showing up. It's all just videos about. LTT. It's weird because I would expect like short circuit, but still. When I typed LTT, I did get a short circuit video, but that's that's it. <laughs> oh, they just posted one. I see. <laughs> so they're they're still publishing. It's it's business as usual over there. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like to to like put a halt on LTT is like they it's probably crazy, have like a yeah. whole team just on short circuit it's like unaffected by this and they're like, oh, you lose half your channel still gotta post that razor laptop review <laughs> <laughs> so funny um but yeah so as of right now so let, let's kind of dive okay so that's that's the that's what's established many mm -hmm. of their top channels aren't even on youtube anymore you can't even find them they're just gone yeah that's if you because... open any of their videos um it'll say this video is gone because the account was terminated or something due to a terms of service violation so all of their videos are offline as well got it supposedly they're in contact with google to try to resolve this and supposedly they're going to do more work to harden their accounts now as a creator i don't understand how this happened in the first place for a channel that's as large as linus's and i know that size is not equivalent to the security precautions that are put in place generally not always but there seems to be a clear mismatch here so we were talking on signal earlier and i there have been wan shows where linus kind of talks about the channel management and he's like oh yeah so someone did did this to one of our videos we didn't know who it was so we asked our team who logged in and did that the way he worded it made it sound like many people if not a lot of people within their team have access to their channel on youtube mm-hmm which doesn't make much sense to me. And then you also commented about how they see, it seems like almost all of their team members have access to their Twitter account. Yeah, I think um, I think on a Wancho episode, he said that they have a policy where any team member can just post whatever they want to Twitter. That's basically their, their Twitter strategy. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think that's a fun strategy. I get why they do that. It's cool because it's, it's an easy way to just keep engagement on Twitter rolling. I love it. But from a security perspective, back here, we're like principle of least privilege, if someone doesn't need access to Twitter, they shouldn't have access to Twitter. Um, I even, even we have a community ma manager because you don't manage our day-to-day -day stuff. It's Susie. Even with Susie, I have never given Susie creds for the Techlore Twitter or the Techlore YouTube account. We have a very tightly done permission policy where I give a I gave access to them via this other thing. Mastodon doesn't allow this because Mastodon is missing a lot of features that Twitter has for teams and more established entities and all that stuff, which is fine. I get it. But even with Mastodon, we had to take some very interesting precautions to kind of keep that safe. Because here's the problem. All it takes is one employee to have their computer hacked or something happened to them. And then boom, the entire LTT Twitter is compromised. And so what, what my guess was, and it sounds like actually both of our guesses could be could go hand in hand was that there might have been some kind of phishing attempt which led to some kind of malware could have been um like you sent some kind of cookie injection which stole 
the cookies from their browser and then they were able to log into the LTT channel um, on their own systems. Could have been a, a full compromise where they just had access to the machine somehow. We don't really know, but that's at least my top guess. It was some kind of phishing attempt on any one of their employees and they now got access to the YouTube channel. I don't know if what you think. Yeah, that's that's usually the most likely thing when this sort of stuff happens. Um, I'm sort of glad that it happened to LTT in particular, just because I know for sure that when they come back, they will be talking about it on the WAN show. Um, so we'll probably get those details. We'll find out what went down. Um, but uh, yeah, especially like you said, given their seemingly uh, like a free-for-all <laughs> access to their <laughs> to their accounts <laughs> i i think that uh probably a phishing attack is the most likely situation here yeah it's it seems hard on their end i mean on my end i get like one new device and for me i, I i'll admit i probably think this i think about this a lot more than the average creator does but i get like one new service just a new account and i'm like oh shit how does this how how can i implement this safely into our current workflow mm-hmm. i don't think most people do that i think especially yeah. like you look at linus look at the amount of things they review linus is like oh i'm switching phones i'm gonna try this phone out for a week that's like all their employees are employees like oh i've been trying this phone out for the last week here's what's going on so they're just constantly cycling devices and like in my mind i'm like oh my god how can they keep up with all these changes and it's there's so many moving parts and i i don't know how they keep up with that from a security perspective absolutely um yeah it seems like uh they're they're definitely taking a a smaller channel approach to to their it (laughs) and i think like at a certain point you have to realize that you're like a a multi-million dollar company at this point right like you should probably have people that are in charge of security and in charge of like your IT infrastructure, who aren't just like tech enthusiasts, but actual like uh, professionally trained people on their IT staff. I don't know if that will ever happen, but uh, because of stuff like this, it seems like it's probably a good idea. Yeah, at this point, you'd think it'd be like a valid investment for them. Because mm-hmm. I mean, and Linus always talks about he doesn't want to. Back when they were talking about Adobe and switching off of Adobe, they were like, well, if we switch from Adobe, we're going to see this amount of productivity decrease, which means money, and the Adobe suite for us pays for itself. So he has a very business outlook on a lot of this stuff. And so for me, I'm like, well, if they can't upload to their YouTube channel and they're not getting views for even 24 hours, how much money do you think they lose in 24 hours? Right. Do you think that pays for one person on their... that? I, I'm genuinely asking this. It, <laughs> does 24 hours of downtime for LTT pay like an InfoSec individual salary for a year? Genuine question. I, I don't know if, if it would, but I don't know if, if they make that much money, but they definitely make a lot of money to the point where I'd be like, I don't, I'm surprised they don't have like an actual security. And maybe they do. They don't want to share it. But like if they had an actual security expert in there, based on what we've seen so far from this attack, it doesn't seem like it was a super sophisticated attack. But maybe it is. We don't know yet. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Did I tell you about when I met Linus? <laughs> no, what was, when was that? So in my hometown, which is just a tiny hometown, middle of nowhere. Not middle of nowhere, but it's it's in California. 
small mm-hmm. little hometown. And one of my friends, I'm in the shower. One of my friends calls me. He's like, hey, I, I think Linus Tech Tips is at IHOP. <laughs> and I go, what? <laughs> and, um, and so, like, I just rushed out. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I, I don't know. It looks like Linus at IHOP. I'm like, oh. So I didn't drive then. This was back in high school. So I, I didn't drive then. And so I, like, grabbed my bike, and I just drove across town it was like a seven or eight mile bike and i just i hauled ass as quick as i could to get over there and i got there and not only did it look exactly like linus they were wearing linus merchandise and i'm looking Hmm. at my friend and i'm like are you what's wrong with you (laughs) like he's wearing ltt merch of course it's linus like there was no question about it um but yeah he, he was right it was him and we were kind of just awkwardly at the table like staring at them waiting for them to finish their food because we didn't want to like disrupt the meeting but totally normal (laughs) We were still really disruptive, though. But, oh, when I left the house, I grabbed, um, I didn't know what to grab, but I grabbed, like, my CPU box at the time (laughs) for my computer. I still, I kept Mm -hmm. the CPU packaging, so I grabbed that and I brought it with me. And then um, I met Linus, and then we talked, and that was it. So TechLore back then had 3,000 subscribers, and I didn't really give him much context. I was just like, hey, do you have any tips for, like, someone who's on YouTube? And he gave, like, the worst advice ever. It was, <laughs> he, he said more or less, like, oh, it's, it's like that song. It's 5% luck, 20% skill. <laughs> and then eventually it led to him saying something like, yeah, but it's more about the luck. <laughs> and, and the camera, I don't, I don't know. It was one other person with him, and they go, that's terrible advice. <laughs> like, they, like, responded to Linus's thing, and he's like, what, Linus? Um, but, yeah, I got a photo of it. Um, maybe I, maybe I can put it on the video. I can like blur out segments of it, but yeah, there was a photo that I took with my friend and him. Now that tech lore is bigger than 3000 subscribers, uh, do you think his advice held up? (laughs) Would you, would you base your success on, uh, on luck or (laughs) I don't, the weird thing about his advice is it didn't make any sense. It was kind of a nothing response. Which doesn't make sense to me, because if someone comes to me, we're, we're not as massive as Linus was back then, or is especially now, but if someone comes to me and they go like, hey, I want to be a creator, or like, I want to grow in size, what's your advice? I'd be like, just keep uploading, or like, just keep improving your content, like, keep keep it up, like, it's going to take time, like, it'd be something encouraging, not discouraging, which I found really interesting. It was a discouraging thing for him to say was the vibe I took. Oh, he doesn't uh, want the competition. He just does exactly. He doesn't <laughs> want competition. He's a businessman, Henry. He he knows what's up. <laughs> but I can't believe that uh, their channel isn't restored. Um, I figured it'd be like a matter of hours when I saw it way earlier this morning. But uh, they seem to be taking their time. Yeah, I totally agree. And actually, it reminds me. Sorry, there there is more I want to talk about here. I doubt they're enrolled in the Google Advanced Protection Program. I doubt they're using YubiKeys for their account. Yeah, almost definitely not. It's it's weird because Google doesn't seem to really advertise that. Um, I was seeing some comments. I was looking through the Twitter thread um, about this hack, and I saw some other creators who were hacked previously saying that they were enrolled in that now and that like Google told them about it after the hack, but they were like, why didn't you tell me about this before? <laughs> like, they're they're not really advertising that program to the right people. I think that, like, a, a huge YouTube creator, um, if your entire business is on YouTube, like, that is definitely within the, the target audience for that tool. Or it should be. I don't know if Google considers them really to be the target audience for that or not. 
I totally agree. And it's bizarre because as a creator, like in our creator studio panel, it's not uncommon. It's not common, but it's not uncommon either for them to occasionally have like tips to keep your channel secure or make sure you're doing this. So it's actually a common, they have the infrastructure set up to alert creators of like what to do. Um, I know they have time to put those crappy little four minute videos that they publish every couple days that they send to us creators that are like how to have good thumbnails and they use terrible thumbnails on these videos <laughs> themselves. Um, but yeah, the, I, I think my guess here is this is a Google problem of like projects doing their own thing. YouTube probably has like YouTube specific advice to keep your account secure and mm -hmm. Google advanced protection program is a Google thing. Even though it's a Google account to log into YouTube, my guess is, I, I don't know. That's just a, a random guess and almost an uneducated guess because I don't know how Google works internally. But it, it, it is, you're right, it's bizarre. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't advertise the advanced protection program, especially to larger creators that have such a mm -hmm. large audience. And it's not that extreme to set up given, you know, this is people's livelihood if they're that large, most likely. Absolutely. I guess Do you for know... Go ahead, go ahead. Do you know whether the Advanced Protection Program has any um, YouTube-specific restrictions? No. Like, in terms of integrations you can add or anything? No, not that I know Nothing? of. Hmm. No. Um, yeah, the only thing I can think of is if you have, like, a stock Android device and you're enrolled in the Google Advanced Protection Program and you have to get some weird third-party extension or you have to get something from, like, a third-party app store for some weird ass integration, then you might have a problem, but that is extremely niche because you can't, you can't install third party app stores. If you enrolled in the Google advanced protection program on a stock Android device, unless you install the app store before enrolling in it. So if you want to use F droid, you have to install F droid, enroll in advanced protection program, and then you can download apps from F droid, but you can't enroll in advanced protection program and then download F droid. It won't let you install a different app store. That's I didn't know that. That's interesting that, you can work around it like that. Yeah. But I guess that is, it makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of like Apple's lockdown mode um, with uh, extensions. You can install the extensions or the system profiles or whatever yeah. beforehand. And then when you enable lockdown, you can't install anymore. So similar thing, except it's easier to disable lockdown than it is to disable advanced protection program because you have to do advanced prote protection program online. Right. And then for when I did that, because I wanted to test the process between going in and out of advanced protection program the android device didn't like recognize that i disabled advanced protection program for like a hot minute like i, I didn't know how to trigger it because it still wouldn't let me install it i think i did a reboot and it still wasn't letting me and then i just tried later that day and eventually it worked so i didn't do that much testing to actually narrow down when it happened for people who are new here we should have explained this earlier google has a program called the advanced protection program anyone watching this video can enroll in it it's open to the public. If you have a Google account, you can enable this on your Google account. Essentially, Google will lock down some features in your Google experience to make it a little bit more private and secure, especially to third parties, not so much from Google itself. And it will require you to set up 2FA via YubiKeys or any other hardware key. Um, and hardware keys at this point are definitely the recommended way to go for your 2FA options. So it's weird that a big channel like Linus probably wasn't using the advanced protection program. It's also funny, so I, I am going to call people out here. When I made that stock Android video, 
You know where I'm going with this. When I made that stock <laughs> Android video, I talked about one of the core reasons I moved to stock Android was because of this program. Because I am a creator with a public presence that has a big target on my back, and I want all the security that I can get out of these accounts that I'm required to use. Which, if I'm uploading to YouTube, is a Google account. It's a very unique situation. Not many people are stuck in that situation. People were going in the comments going, custom ROMs are still more secure. And I'm like, well, if I can't enroll in a Google Advanced Protection Program, it leaves me open to more of these attacks. And if you're looking at a channel like Linus Tech Tips, and this has happened to other channels in the past as well, it seems like Google Advanced Protection Program is one of the best things you can do as a YouTube creator to protect your YouTube account. Um, A, because there are protections in place, but B, especially, it does require the hardware keys. If you just set up the hardware keys on a standard Google account, you're still probably going to get most of that protection anyway. But also, back when I made that video, I don't think that most custom ROMs actually supported hardware keys. So, again, my point still stands. There are times and there are environments and there are situations where it makes sense that you have to use something like a stock Android device if it means that you get the protections of something like a stock, like a like the advanced protection program. Sorry. So I just want to call out some of those people who are like this is a stupid take i'm like is it <laughs> no i think i think for you it absolutely makes sense and stuff like this kind of proves that this is actually necessary for youtube creators yeah or anyone with the public anyone with the target on their back <coughs> that there's going to mm-hmm. be millions of people watching their content where it puts them at a greater risk at that point like security is so hard to maintain at that level and even like people who watch our content kind of seem to understand how we talk about security, privacy, anonymity. Like, you kind of need security first. Again, it's oversimplification. You're going to find tons of mishmash here, but it's always good to have security done first. Then you can kind of work on privacy. Then we can kind of, if you want to, work on the anonymity front. And the more publicity you get, the larger the target becomes, the harder it is to secure yourself. To the point where if you're a huge presence, if you're the president of the U.S., you need a whole U.S. agency to keep you secure. You know, you need the Secret Service. You have literally all these agencies designed to just keep the president secure and safe. They're, they're not even worried about privacy at that point, really. Like, what are you <laughs> right. going to do as a president for your privacy? There's, like, so little you can do. So, takeaway, don't become famous. <laughs> yeah, that is the real takeaway. <laughs> don't become famous. I know you're thinking about it, Jonah. I know you're going to start a YouTube <laughs> channel any day now about oh, yeah, any Minecraft or something. <laughs> yeah we'll see about that how's your journey of hating technology taking a break i've been uh because i've been working on a lot of privacy guide stuff i've had to use a lot of technology lately to to get stuff updated well walk me through this journey because you haven't really done that because you just randomly started like a couple months ago you're like i think i just hate technology kind of energy out of nowhere right and i'm like okay because i'm with you overall but Uh i never really got the reasoning and how that journey came about no, it's just the usual. I think uh, stuff like social media, it seems to have a toxic effect on on, on people. Um, and uh, like if, if most people are using technology just for like entertainment and that's it, it's kind of, it just bothers me. What do you mean? It's just, it's just all of the like so, social dynamics of like people being addicted to TikTok and people like basing their whole lives around like what they see online and what they see from popular influencers and stuff like that. And it's like, it just doesn't seem to be a net benefit to society at large is kind of my main annoyance with it. 
Um, and it seems like most big tech companies um, are kind of feeding into that more than anything, um, especially with, I mean, even like the AI stuff that's coming out now, it's ridiculous um, how that's like shaping the way that people get information and there's like AI image filters and video filters that people use on TikTok to like um, change their appearance, uh, which is having uh, like negative impacts on on viewers. Yeah, stuff oh, like that, that. That's all super valid. Um, it's a serious problem. I'm like with you on pretty much everything you just said. It's it's sad to see the state of the digital world, but more importantly, how it has been leaking into the real world, as you as you're saying. That's the real problem. Is like, I think the so this comes this takes me back to video games when parents were like vi violent video games cause violence. And I think there's actually been a couple studies to actually show the inverse of that, which is people who play violent video games are less likely to be violent, which is interesting. And actually interesting. one of the most damaging forms of media to be involved in when it comes to like emotional response and impacts on day-to-day -day lives is the news. And the reason for that is because the news is presented as real. The medium is different. When it's the news, it's real. People are like, this is real. This is what's happening around me even if it happens for, you know, on the other side of the world, because you're getting all this and it's hard to separate what's what's real, what's impacting me, what's not impacting me. Um, on the Growth Equation podcast, they recently talked about, you know, about the Boston Marathon bombing, right? Mm -hmm. yes. they, <laughs> some people don't. Um, but in the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013, they analyzed the emotional response of people who were there at the event during the bombing and people who consistently were watching news about it for the next week or two in totally different areas. And they actually found that people that were engaging in the news were more scared of going outside and encountering a bomb than the people that were actually at the event. That's Which interesting. Is, it's so crazy. It like it blew my mind. So that's what I think the problem is with a lot of this is that you're on you're engaging on TikTok, you're engaging, it feels like you're engaging with a real influencer, a real person, even if they're using AI or any of this stuff. And it's hard to be like, okay, this is a digital world, this is entertainment, this isn't the real world. I need to go outside, touch grass, hang out with my <laughs> friends, go do things, go for a walk, go for a hike, because like everything that's happening in this digital world isn't really real. It's all fake. It's all candy points. Um and I agree, like it's the companies see this, the companies want you on the platforms as long as possible. So they're going to make the platforms addictive. They're going to make you want to stay on them as long as possible and generate this algorithmically generated content, which, yeah, it's depressing. So I get why you hate it because it depresses me too. I just kind of mentally shut off that whole side of the internet and I just ignore it. Have you made any adjustments to your digital usage the last couple of months? I mean, genuinely, I mostly just work on like stuff related to this now and i use tech at work um but i pretty much don't use my phone or computer for anything else at all um i'm really bad at texting people i usually don't even respond to that so <laughs> I, I know that one firsthand yeah <laughs> hence the calls mm -hmm. see I don't that's that just tends to work better yeah. works out better for everyone there's been a lot of like security uh like vulnerabilities in the news lately i don't know you've i'm sure you've seen the the screenshot stuff yep um, uh, with the pixel 
Yep, SR just went live, and that covered that story. Um, yeah, I, I'm not too surprised. I'm sure you saw Adobe and Microsoft had a similar issue, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Yep. Um, I think Apple has had that issue as well in the past, where if you send someone an image, they can undo the crop or something like that. Interesting. Um, I, I crop and do everything in Signal. Like, even via SMS, like, I'll open Signal, load the image to note to self, crop, blur, do whatever the hell I want to it, save it so it's a copy through Signal, removes the metadata, and then I send it via SMS. It's inconvenient, but, like, I don't have to worry about it. Um, different strategy or anything? No, that's probably the best way to go. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's always hard to know what tools you can trust. You would think that Google would have that down in Android, but you can never be too sure. That's what it proves. Uh, there was that, uh, Exynos vulnerability. I think you covered that in SR as well. Um, but that affected pixel devices as well. I don't know how many people know that, uh, Google's custom chips are based on Samsung's. Um, so they're pretty, pretty similar. They were all affected. So that was the, I was in my mind, I was like, okay, so Google pixels are impacted too. I thought that maybe they had a separate chip that they were using that was also impacted. I didn't know it was because it was right. based on the Exynos chip. No. Yeah. Google's custom chips are pretty much entirely Exynos. I think they made like a couple minor modifications, but they're pretty much just rebranded Samsung chips. Got it. No wonder like, they don't really stack up to Apple's chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think people were hoping for something more like Apple Silicon, and that didn't come to fruition. That's probably probably why. Yeah, who needs, who I don't needs know. to compete when you can just <laughs> take a current chip and just be like, yeah, this is a Google chip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe Google will uh, branch off more in the future. I know, like, in the... Apple has always had, like, their own custom chips, but, like, in the way, way early days of the iPhone, like the iPhone... 3g or something um they were based on samsung chips actually so and then diverged greatly so maybe google was taking that approach um it is pretty hard to <laughs> build a new chip completely from scratch so i can see why they didn't do that but it is a bit misleading marketing maybe <laughs> i don't know if anyone watching has a samsung phone though uh do your research if your device isn't patched, uh, there's some settings you can disable. I think you just have to disable Wi-Fi calling, if I remember correctly, um, to not get hacked. I've been talking with people from Fedora. Um, they're right now the Fedora project's in the middle of their strategy 2028 planning, so they're doing like a five-year strategy plan. I read this. Um, the you might have been proposals, right? Yeah, you might have been pinged about this on Mastodon by one of their marketing team members, I think. But yes, I, I've been giving some input on that thread, and kind of like because it seemed like they were looking at a lot of the. I'm sure you're familiar with the Linux is insecure posts that are <laughs> floating around the internet, and they're look and they're looking at like all of these posts, like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. Like, is this just crazy nonsense? Um, and I've been trying to help them narrow that down to like just a couple things. Like there are a couple legitimate points that could actually be focused on. And I think you could probably ignore the rest of this stuff and be fine. And it's, it's so nitpicky. Um, like, <laughs> right. There's a lot of nitpicky stuff that <laughs> probably doesn't need to be worked on. But I'm really hoping that uh, they take that advice and it becomes part of their plan. Because that would be super cool if like 
if a distro like Fedora, in particular, I think they, they're probably the best suited distro to handle something like this, could address some of the some of the more real issues with Linux that people in the in the privacy community have, that would be that would be super great, I think. So I'm yeah. kinda hopeful. We'll see we'll see how that works out. But at least at the very least, some of that's on their radar now. So excited awesome. about that. That's really awesome. No, I'm 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 glad that they took initiative on it. And like you, I also yeah, like you said, I got pinged on Mastodon about it. I quickly looked at the thread and I was reading through it and I'm like, I don't have time to keep up with this. So I'm glad that you <laughs> um definitely stepped in there. Um, but yeah, I'm on the same page. Like, gosh, there's like mountains of things. It's like Linux is disgustingly insecure. You will, you will be hacked day two using it. It's, uh, and right. it's like, guys, guys, <laughs> nuance, perspective, step back. Some of the things I've heard too, and this applies even to phones. Like, oh my God, the one that always cracks me up is, by the way, people know I have had the worst experience with purism. I'm not a fan <laughs> of purism, especially the Librem 5. But there's things going around about how the hardware kill switches, because the Librem 5 has hardware kill switches. So you can, like, via a physical switch, toggle off internet or toggle mm-hmm. off the microphone. And then people go online and go, yeah, it's, it's just security theater. It's just security theater. It's not, it doesn't do anything. And I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? It's, like, actually disabling the thing on a hardware level. They're like, yeah, but it doesn't do anything. The airplane mode doesn't do. And I'm like, yeah, but we're assuming a compromised operating system here where theoretically, like, airplane mode can be spoofed. And then they go, yeah, but the gyroscope, you can use the gyroscope to pick up audio waveforms, which is a side channel attack, by the way. I don't think justifying security as security theater via side channel attacks in a very isolated environment is a good approach to talking about this, which is what I see a lot about the Linux stuff. The Linux stuff, it's the same thing of like, oh, yeah, well, Linux does this, but... You know, there's this there's this thing that can happen in like an isolated environment. If someone else does this and they and they do that, and then you're screwed. But they don't apply that mentality to like anything else they talk about. It's blows my mind. Yeah, it blows it my is. mind how someone can be so smart and have zero perspective on an issue. <laughs> it can be pretty ridiculous, and I think that's the that's the most challenging thing with stuff like this is that a lot of it is based in some sort of fact. So if you're not aware of the context of some of these things it's very easy for you to join these communities and be like oh this sounds serious like you shouldn't use linux phones or linux in general on your desktop because uh you could get hacked how 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 are people supposed to determine like which of these attacks even make sense in the first place if they don't have like a solid understanding of that kind of stuff um it's it's that's, tricky that's why and I, I really don't like to think people do things maliciously. That's not normally my default, but because I, I don't know what the incentive is. There is no incentive to trash Linux and call it grossly right. insecure. So that's why I don't think there's like, but I, I don't understand how someone can be smart enough to pinpoint these ultra technical things and not do the service of explaining to people the context of when that's a problem, because otherwise you're just forming the opinion for people, which is not what researchers do. Researchers never do that. That's not how research is done. If you read any research article, they're going to tell you, here's our biases, here's the problems, here's what we found, here's some questions that we're going to ask, and here's the context of the research study. Mm-hmm. It's normally proposed very universally, very like neutrally, 
and it's supposed to be done so people can make up their own decision. But normally there's enough information for individuals to be able to read it and go, okay, so here's what I can extrapolate from this. When you throw tons of technical crap at people and go, because of this, Linux is grossly insecure and you're making a statement for them. You're not actually doing, in my eyes, real research. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you have an agenda at that point. Yeah, I completely agree. I do think, I don't know what the agenda is, but it does seem <laughs> like either. people operate in that way. To be honest with you, sometimes I get the impression that people just like to be contrarian online. Because everyone <laughs> and... goes, Linux is secure, and they're like, well, yeah, actually, so no. if Yeah, if you, get to say, <laughs> if you get to say something that sounds smart, does that make you smart? Yeah. The difference is definitely um, in, like, who these articles are targeted to. Because security articles that are pretty nitpicky that are targeted towards application developers... Um, makes sense. But if they're targeted towards application users, that that's that's where you're getting into the territory of, like, is this responsible, even? <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's a good way of putting it. I'm just thinking of those hardware, hardware switches. The hardware switch one just doesn't make any sense to me. To be honest with you, it's so ridiculous because those same people will turn around and, like, argue with you about how reducing your attack service is the most important thing you could possibly do. And it's like, okay, literally disabling, physically disabling all of these, all of this hardware that you don't use isn't reducing your attack surface. <laughs> the, that's the thing. That's why I, I like to think it's, in my head, I'm like, well, are they doing this maliciously? Because they have this, like, ultra-ridiculous high standard for everything they, whoever they is in this instance, don't like. Mm-hmm. And yet they're not able to apply an inch of that layer of ridiculousness to the things they like. Right. And then I'm like, okay, so what do they like? And I'm like, they like Google Chrome. They like they like things that genuinely have really good security. They do. And, like, I'm acknowledging that. And they have, they do bring up valid points. But how can you, how can you get so much right and so much wrong and do so much damage along the way that's why it makes me think like are these people like out of their mind or do they just are they maliciously doing this so i don't know i can rant about this for a long time but you're totally right it's like (laughs) it's like totally like not applying universal logic here in any capacity because like you said oh yeah reduce attack service this is this is messy this is terrible code you guys need to reduce attack service removing whole whole hardware security theater don't need to (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) what (laughs) so stupid (laughs) can we not appreciate both sides of the coin here and just acknowledge that some people need a super high degree of security and some people don't hot take no absolutely not all right i think are are we good there (laughs) is there anything else yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've seen lately. I don't uh I don't think so. All right. Well, that was Techler Talks 8. We talked about Linus Tech Tips and the channel hack, and I'm sure as more news comes out, that will come to light. I don't know. We might touch on it in the next Techler Talks if it's relevant. Um, but I guess keep an eye out on any official announcements from the Linus Tech Tips channel or whatever they do because i'm sure they're going to talk about it like you said they're probably going to do a whole wan show about, about it and mm-hmm. go through all the details um and we talked about a lot of other fun stuff and as always i really appreciate you coming on for this uh, they're always fun it's fun to chat with 
real yeah. people about privacy <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. Not social media stuff, just mm-hmm. good chat. Um, and I hope everyone else enjoyed, and I appreciate everyone else tuning in. We'll see you next time on, on TechLore. <laughs>